up on I'm a sip sip I run the racks up with my queen like London and Nip But I got rich on all these I didn't forget back I had to go through the struggle, I didn't forget that I remember going to the mall with the whole team Knocking on some calls cause I'm balling What's up everybody? It's another episode of the Legends of Athletics Podcast I'm your host Justin Miller Before we jump into it, before we get started Let's go over a few housekeeping things These are the things that are free, right? So if you have your phone in hand right now and you're not driving, make sure you go and follow Legends of Athletics on all social media platforms. Um, if you want to help this podcast grow, you want to help it continue to succeed, then make sure you like, share, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Those things, again, are absolutely free. Um, let's make sure we take care of those things. And with that, let's jump right into it. So today tonight this afternoon whenever you listen to this podcast i want to talk to you about working through your limited range of motion working through your functional limitations as a person who is chasing the overall health wellness of of your body you're trying to get the most out of your body um and what brought this up was you know if you've been a gym goer not saying you have to be somebody that's gone for a long time but if you've gone to the gym you've seen people go through half ranges of motion you've seen people go through quarter ranges of motion you've seen people just completely not even be able to go through a full range of motion even when attempted to so what what makes this so important um for overall general health wellness and fitness even for just overall health and wellness, it's important for our bodies to be able to move through through space at a functional um, with the functional capabilities that we were born with. That means every person should be able to ha should have the ability to pop a full squat and sit in it. Um, each person should be able to grab a barbell and go to their chest without much shoulder discomfort. Um, uh, most people should be able to do a pull up. Um, even if you, even if you're bigger like me, you should be able to do at least one to two. Um, and those are just a few to, to start off with. Many times what you see in the gym is people will work around a barbell. So a barbell is a straight bar. Most times you go to most gyms, it's, it's an Olympic bar. So it's a straight bar. That's 45 degrees. I mean, not 45 degrees, 45 pounds on each side of it or 45 pounds as a bar um is what that bar is it has kind of like the the thicker um endings to it so it's that's what an olympic style bar is people don't really use just straight bars or pig iron type bars anymore but um most people will, will work around this type of bar so what do i mean by working around it instead of working with it so working around that bar is you just working around your limitations so instead of doing full range of motion um, you see this quite honestly on bench press, especially like incline press. Most people have stopped the bar about an inch or two, possibly three, but stop it before it hits the chest and then go up. Now, there are mixed reviews in the community about doing this. And I, I personally, personal opinion, um, feel like it has it's it's time. It's a time and place for it for it all. Um, if we're looking to achieve a pump. Meaning you're looking at and engorge those muscles with blood so that they swell and that, you know, it kind of your range of motion kind of gets restricted, but you can feel the muscle working. Then, you know, a, a not full range of motion has its place. If you're looking to get, you know, keep your body in good health and wellness and, and kind of work that that muscle through 
a full range of motion, then full range of motion is your best friend and not really a quarter 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 range of motion. Um and that's that's for the upper body. And so I think with that example that gives a lot of people the illustration that you kind of know what I'm talking about now. Now I can kind of take you where I want to go in this conversation or in this podcast per se. I can kind of we can kind of go in the same direction now. So like I said with each range of motion there is a time and place there is time there is times in sports in the world of athletics and athletic training where you don't want a kid to go through the full range of motion because we want to practice um the functional movement pattern that that kid may practice in sport so like a linebacker is the best the best position or best stance i can think of especially in football and for most sports is what what they call an athletic stance so it's a nice two-point stance. It's about a quarter squat, hands-free or drop, uh, kind of like e- either on the top of your knees or between your knees. Nice, relaxed upper body. Chest is up. The back is not completely straight, but the back has a small arch to it. That's an athletic stance. Now, if you ask most people to get into that athletic stance, then no, nah, they can't. They can't do it. Most adults are incapable of doing it because either. You have uh, desk jobs that that you sit all day, so your hips are so tight you couldn't get into it, or you lack ankle mobility, so you, your ankles aren't even flexible enough to get into this. Um, just to name a few things, so <clears throat> we we have that, and so in the world of athletics, I may have a, have a kid where I say, "Hey, we're gonna do quarter squats today, and we're just gonna work on exploding, exploding, exploding out of that quarter squat stance into uh, more of a sprinter's position, or, or which a sprinter's position is more advantageous for for that athlete to be able to move. So we may not be doing full range of motion squats that day, but if I want to develop power, then that's where my full range of motion comes in at power and speed. And then you kind of get to get a little more technical when it's to power and speed. You know, for power, yeah, you'll go through a full range of motion with heavier weight, six to eight rep range. But for my speed, then I'll break that down to about 60 percent of my one rep max. And then we'll do more of a ten, more of a like we'll still stay with within a six to eight range, maybe go to ten. Uh, but really, really after eight, you're kind of defeating your purpose as far as de- developing speed and putting those muscles in position to fire off as fast as possible. Honestly, with speed, I would like to drop that down to about five to five to eight reps uh, because our whole purpose is to maximize each rep, keep bar speed up. And while bar, bar speed is up, we do not want to lack in performance over the long haul. Now, you know, you'll see in CrossFit things like that where you may do the same, we may do a 135 pound deadlift for 20 reps, but if you if I had a bar speed um like use my phone or if I had a camera or something to 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 calculate the bar speed, most people's bar speed would fall off significantly after rep 10 no matter how much how how great a shape you in just because of lactic acid buildup just because of um, the muscles being unable to keep firing because so much lactic acid, it's not able to get that trash out. So the burning sensation kind of the, the body goes into um, 
into the mode where it's going to save itself or conserve itself so it burns energy over a longer period. So then you even switch the muscle groups that you're using. So you're not really using those type 2B muscle fibers now. Now you're using more of your long haul, the muscles that take you over the long haul. So you'll kind of switch energy systems as well. And so that's a whole other conversation, but we're not trying to get into all that. Back to the, to, to the range of motion because I kind of, I jumped down a rabbit hole on that. So anyway, so when we're talking about range of motion, it's so important I think to address why you have these range of motion limitations rather than to completely avoid them or or completely say I'm not going to work through them or anything like that. So with the range of motion what you're looking at is for me personally I've I've always had great and I think because too I train I always have had pretty good shoulder mobility. Meaning even with a bar, the, the, the issue you have with barbells is a barbell restricts what your shoulder can do. So it locks and fixes your shoulder into a, a, a certain range. It fixes your shoulder into a certain plane that it's able to move in. And your shoulder, you're not able to like with dumbbells, you can you can you can't cheat, but you have your natural shoulder range of motion. So you can twist them. You can. You can go down and your arms are going to spread like they want to naturally. Then you come up and they're going to close like they want to naturally. So the body naturally goes to the range of motion opposed to a barbell, which keeps it keeps. I say keeps it, which a barbell, which keeps you fixed in a fixed position and your arms don't really move. You just kind of work through that range of motion at kind of like a preset, a preset type of uh, range, depending on where you hang or the, 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 depending on where your hands are sorry for the stutter depending on where your hands are on the bar so for me like i said i've always had pretty good shoulder range of motion so with most exercises i've always concentrated on doing the full range of motion now for some you jump into more the bodybuilding type people you jump to like they may scream my muscle connection or the muscle slack uh, because when you go to a certain range of motion, the muscle slack is too great. So you're not getting the contractions that you would rather than if I increase my time under tension and I just keep that the same weight, keep that muscle under tension to keep it tensed up. And I don't really go through my full range of motion. Again, personal, personal opinion. I've seen great bodybuilders who went through most of the old school bodybuilders went through full range of motion and got the same, if not better muscle development than the guys some of the newer guys who are going half range, quarter range of motion, whatever time. And man, that's another podcast. So anyway, so when I'm doing stuff, I always like to focus on, well, what's my weak point? What's throwing this movement off? What's hindering this movement pattern? So I've, I've made reference to the, the type of work I, I do a couple of times. So with me, I do a lot of traveling throughout the day. So I drive, I sit in a car and I'm basically sitting at 90 degrees for, I'm going to say at least four to five hours a day. And I ain't going to say it's every day, but most days, four to five hours when you, when you add it up. I mean, it's probably more than that when you add in the actual drive time of my job. Then you add in going like leisure, like going to the store, stuff like that. So I'm going to say four to five hours a day, just keep it short. So anyway, you sit in that fixed position. You're not moving. Uh naturally the hips are going to get tight naturally your your ankles are going to get tight and that affects my squat so for me i uh again going and addressing squat form and pattern 
I have to make sure that one, I keep those muscles stretched on my own. So outside of the days I'm doing legs, I have to do some sort of stretching and mobility work um, to make sure that I'm getting as much as I can from them. Now that don't mean that I'm going to be as limber or as loose as I would than if I worked in a place like when I worked at the hospital, for instance, I walked a whole lot. So I was a whole lot more limber in my lower half and, and really all around because I didn't have to sit as, as much. So that doesn't mean that, you know, that with me sitting now that I'm able to fully prevent that, uh, and have my full functional mobility. But like I said, I have to make sure I stretch, I do dynamic warmups. And then I have to make sure too, that when I'm squatting, that I really concentrate and focus on my form it's easy to get into. I mean, especially like, like I said, again, if you're a person that's been lifting for a while, it's very easy to get into the ego lifts. I still ego lift every now and then. And there's really nothing wrong with it. I mean, you just, sometimes it's good to just stroke your ego. But when I say ego lifts, like, you know, I might go in there and say, man, I want to squat 450 for, the, for the, today. And I may be, I can do it, put on, put on a bar, but then um, as most people know, most, like I ain't gonna say most, but some of you may know, that the heavier you go, the heavier you go with that weight, the more your body naturally restricts range of motion due to um, self-preservation, basically. So that's one you have to get used to the to the the weight, have to get to CNS, the central nervous system, used to that weight. But then you also have to work on too and concentrate on your form. Um, some people I know in high school they used to tell us to look up. Uh, when we were squatting and it does help you with getting ATG uh, and for the purposes of the podcast I'm going to say butt to grass um, squats and but for some I, I just like to look straight ahead I never look down but I like to look straight ahead and great thing is if your gym has a mirror or even if it doesn't if you can get somebody to record your squats you can kind of see where you are because I'm going to tell you this if you got real tight joints or real tight uh, real tight joints and tendons and things like that that are, are stopping your range of motion you may actually feel like you're hitting uh hitting the bucket or you may feel like you're going lower than what you really are so I like to record every now and then just to not not just not not for purposes of boosting my ego but for the purpose of seeing where i am and seeing if i'm actually hitting uh, a good range of motion um or yeah yeah a good range of motion so with 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 that if um another thing i'll add to this is with the squat when you're re if you're going to choose to record i would say stick to two angles right so the two angles that I would say to really check your range of motion to see if you good is like directly behind you and directly to your side. I really wouldn't because sometimes with like the quarter angles and things like that, even with the front angle, I mean, it's cool for videos. I've done it. Don't knock it. But if you if you're trying to see your range of motion for real, those two angles are going to be your best to see exactly where you are. Um, and going back, so to go to the upper body, right? So we talked about that to start, um, people who don't touch their chest on incline barbell, don't touch their chest on flat bench. What would I say? I'm no physical therapist. I just got an exercise science degree, putting that out there. So, um, this is something that you may want to take up with your therapist or anybody or somebody that works in rehab. I would say a PT, um, an OT, um, 
would be great resources. I really can't think anybody outside of that. Great resources that, that that you can do stuff every day. Of course, a massage therapist will help you, you know. But and in, in some respects, maybe a chiropractor will help you. But as far as getting the exercises that you need to do daily, you need to get with somebody like that. So anyway, um, to address the the upper body issues, I would say personally, personally. I always work on, and people neglect this because I think we take it for granted, work on overhead things. Work on stretching your shoulders overhead. Work on strengthening the, um, man, I can't even think it. It just slipped my mind that quick. Work on strengthening, so work on strengthening the rotator cuffs. I swear, man, it slipped my mind. But work on strengthening your rotator cuffs. And also work on, like, be, that's one thing too. I've, I've gotten older. I'm a lot smarter with lifting. Man, warm your body up. Get that body temp up before you go in there and just start lifting. You warm that up, warm your shoulders up, and that's going to put you in a much, much better, safer, more advantageous position. So some stretch you can do, you know, you can do some internal, external, internal, external, ex, ah, you can do some internal and external rotations to start with. You can do those with a band or you can do those with like a five pound dumbbell. Um, you can also do some Y ups. You can do some um, some W ups. Use some just some shoulder retractions, things like that. Now, this piece of bonus material I'm about to drop on your head, boy. So for upper body, right? I talked about the barbell working with it and not working around it. So many people say when they when they bench press, they be like, "Oh man." Oh, my shoulders, man. My shoulders. So, when you have the shoulder deal, right, many times what you see wrong on a bench press is the elbows go out and they don't go forward. So, with the bench press, to keep your shoulders safe, when I say go forward, I'm talking about at a 45 degree angle. I ain't talking about at a straight 90 because it's impossible to bench press like that. But a 45, unless you're doing close grip bench, then you can kind of keep them that uh, close to that straight. But about a 45 degree angle, that puts your shoulder in a safer position as well. The shoulder is not a hinge joint. It's just ball and socket. So it's very easy to mess them up if you do stuff wrong. And there's so many exercises that we can go over and talk about the right way, the wrong way to do it, this and that, whatever. But with shoulders, you got to keep them protected. So one tip that I like to do for when I bench press, I like to pull my shoulders together. First of all, with a bench, you got to create the bench outside of the bench. Like you have the actual bench that you bench press on, but then you got to like create your body and put your body in a stable position to, uh, to perform and execute the movement. So anyway... Pull your shoulder blades together and then retract your shoulders together and then compress them, like compress them down your spine. Don't leave them up like hiked up behind your ears like you're trying to do a shrug, but try to press them down. Like almost imagine trying to press your shoulder blades to your thoracic spine or the middle of your back. Like try to pull them together then compress. That's going to automatically put your shoulders in the right position. And it's gonna and it's gonna cause your chest to already kind of tense up a little bit. So once you do that, grab the bar. I usually like to grab about shoulder width with my index finger, 
a little closer, a little wider. Just depends. I got long arms, so grabbing the smooth part of the smooth ring on the bar with my index fingers puts me at a good spot. A nice little sweet spot right there. You know what I'm talking about? So anyway, so you put your pull your shoulders together, then compress them down. That's gonna put your shoulders in a much healthier spot. After that, you basically unrack the bar and let your body naturally work through that range of motion. Once you do that, you're gonna be good. And like I said, man, really focus on, like know this, the whole point of this is, it's a time and place for them quarter reps, them quarter, what well, I'm gonna say quarter reps, them quarter range of motion, that half range of motion, all that crap. But then like, dude, if you if you seriously got, got an issue with like, I can't do barbell stuff, and you ain't had some type of uh, shoulder surgery, or nothing like that, address the issue become before it becomes a bigger issue. Our bodies will always tell us what an issue is before it happens. Most of the time, unless you play sports and you can have a freak accident or you just blow it because your body won't prepare for that movement or you can just, like I said, a freak accident. But if you just a weekend warrior or you work out every day, man, address those issues and don't just avoid them like the plague because... If your goal is overall health and wellness, you need to be able to move like an athlete. And an athlete, I ain't talking about, we think about athletes, we, talk, we think about professionals. I'm talking about an athlete, like you can move through all ranges of motion. Be safe. So make sure you focus on these things, take care of these things, take care of the housekeeping. And to next time, I know this one of the most exciting podcast episode, but like, hey, it's very pertinent and very needed information. So anyway, to next time, make sure you do the things legends do. Make sure you take care of yourself and be Legendary.